0: You're listening to the 12 Days of Miss 2020 brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. As usual, this episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment. You know, Omaha Bound is your best choice for hard binding those special comics in your collection. The guys over at Omaha Bound do only the best high quality binding, and this might be the best part. They custom design every cover, so every single hardcover that they design is unique. In short, when you get your comics bound with Omaha Bound, you'll know that you have a truly one-of-a-kind collection in addition to binding they also sell special trade collections and of hard to find comics all this is available on their website omahabound.com treat yourself in those special comics right during this holiday season give yourself the gift of omaha bound
1: today
2: Quantum Bands! Hello and welcome to
0: the fifth day of the 12 Days of Crusadeness for 2020, brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusadeness is our gift to the comic book-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusadeness will bring you a hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests, until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this fifth day of Crusademas, Jared Albrecht, The Christmas Probe. Here are the Prancer, Dancer, and Vixen joining me here for today's unwrapping. Let's start with Prancer. I got you, Vixen, baby. (sighs) (laughs) Put Mary Jane in the basement with Clinton, please. Let's start with Prancer. Wait a a minute, we
1: didn't get Clinton a gift
0: yet. And we never will.
3: <laughs> I'm the gift that keeps on giving, baby. That's Clinton's snapping down there. I wore him out. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
0: Poor Clinton.
4: That wasn't the gift. Jared.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's start with the prancer of the show, which is Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. Welcome back to
1: Crusaders. Well, thank you, Jared. But uh, I simply must go. It's cold outside. But the answer is no. Pat, it's cold outside. The welcome has been...
3: Beer. Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah. It's cold He's outside. It,
1: yeah. My sister's going to get suspicious, Jerry. It's,
3: it's freaking cold outside.
1: <laughs> Bring that <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, all right, whatever. Maybe just another drink more, I guess.
0: All right. I like the old original version when she said maybe just a cigarette more. I'm I was like, gonna man, say that, back but... in the day. <laughs> 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 let's puff on another cigarette. Oh, goodness. Anyway, that's the Prancer. Let's get to the dancer of the show, and that is Jason the Weasel Skull. Albrecht. welcome back to Crusade, sir
3: Well, now, ah. old uh, Weasel Skull couldn't make it. He's, uh, he's running some errands for me, but uh, he sent me out here to wish you all a Merry Christmas. And uh, wait a minute. Here we go. Who's this guy? Who's this guy over here in the green sweater? What's your name?
2: Uh, Connery again? Oh boy! Yeah. Yeah. What's your uh, name? I'm there, the man. podcasting machine. That's my name. <laughs> what was it before you changed it? <laughs> every year, every
3: year. Thanks, hey guys, Sean. Uh, thanks, Sean. I'm sure he did it. He did a good job. He just said Merry Christmas and everything, right? He didn't interrogate the guests this time. Nah, Let's we'll, say okay. say yes. All right, thanks,
1: Sean. I, I think maybe next time we got to send him and Mary Jane out. If you watch my butt
5: and you take sex,
1: okay. Well, we suffered through that
0: again. Let's get to the vixen of the show, Delvin the Dark Web Williams.
4: Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Jared. Merry Christmas, though. Del- and I have presents for everyone uh, on this festive day. Of, of as you guys have seen in many of my podcasts, you know I have a candle that's from a place called the Candle Daddy, and it's called These Nuts Candle it is and I was kind of between it and Gwyneth Paltrow. I was kind of inspired. <laughs> and I came up with a candle on my own Uh-oh. called these, You know what? We'll get to his it. conceptual phase now. <laughs> but but I, I have a gift ready for you guys. Uh, I'm like a fashion of that. Uh, that it,
1: <laughs> Mayor Jane might like
4: that. <laughs> you know what? I like, want go to go because.
0: This has been his only test audience so far. <laughs> Try
4: with you guys first, then Mary Jane. And uh, go, go ahead, Jared. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 talk we'll talk later. Hang on,
0: I'm wrapping. Hear the scissors? I'm wrapping you guys' presents right now.
1: What the what's U.S. The flag for Jason? Oh, oh, wait, no, that's not. That person. must mean I get the <laughs> defiant. <laughs> Ooh.
0: No, I'm mistaken. That is not the U.S.S. flag. That is just a rubber ducky bath toy. <laughs>
3: Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you would think you would notice the difference. <laughs> right, I just want to get your hopes up and then dash them.
0: Also joining us around the fire, he's got hot cocoa in hand. His chestnuts are resting on our open fire. Oof. He's got, he's brought with him a box, like, presumably to fill with candy canes. It's our special guest for this episode. You probably know him from his mini podcasts, including the Hammer Strikes. It's Gene Hendricks from the Quantum Cast. Gene, welcome to the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios and Merry Christmas, sir. Oh,
2: Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh, it's very nice in here. You you guys do a good job. Thank you. Well, Pat does most of it. Yeah, you know, I, I get some help here and
1: there, but every year we we add a little bit more. Who's yeah. helping you?
3: <laughs> we take no away money. Mary Shh. Jane Baderall until she puts it out. I was trying to <laughs> say that.
1: I was trying to say that to make you guys jealous, like you he would help me then, but
3: it did not work. <laughs>
1: For four years and I still don't got no help. And Clinton's no help. He's just down in the basement.
0: I like how Gene, I know the listeners at home can't see it, but we can mm. see each other's recording. He actually wore a Christmas sweater. Well, the recording.
2: I don't wear sweaters. This is a Christmas sweater
0: t shirt. Right. Christmas <laughs> I stand corrected.
2: Christmas sweater t
0: shirt. It's pretty sweet. It's very fancy. It is fancy. Very and fancy. it looks like he also has a stocking. What do you got
2: gift wrapped in that stocking there, Jing? Oh, well, that actually is one of my favorite comic series, and that would be. <laughs> Quasar number two. Ah, Electric Boogaloo. Mm. All right, so as you heard in the singing intro, today is Five Quantum Bands. No, I'm not singing it again. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to spare your eardrums, all right? (laughs) All right, fair enough. (laughs) So I figured I would bring one of the comics that really, really got me into collecting, and that is Quasar. And you'll notice it's issue two, not issue one, because issue one is more of a origin story that is kind of retold in issue two. So I figured I'd spare you guys that and just get right into the action. Now, you may be asking yourself, why? Why? Why Quasar? I did. I did ask myself that.
5: (laughs) Hey,
2: hey, Gene. Yeah. Why Quasar? Why Quasar? (laughs) Well, Pat, I'm glad you asked. That would be because Quasar, more than any other superhero, is us. He is the comic book geek who got powers. Now, he didn't get born on another planet. He doesn't have billions of dollars to go off training somewhere and buy equipment. He doesn't even have the ability to overcome great fear, like a certain other jewelry-wearing guy who can create anything he wants. Now, this is a guy who was in what you could consider to be the wrong place at the wrong time (laughs) and got these quantum bands, which cannot be taken off. So he has to make the best of it, but he screws up. He learns. He geeks out whenever he meets Captain America as we all would. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So th- this is, in my opinion, one of the most relatable comic book characters out there. This series was actually a, a passion project for the writer, Mark Gruenwald. He first wrote Quasar back in Marvel 2 and one number 53 in uh, July of 79. And that was part one of the infamous Project Pegasus saga, which six issues, they had The Thing, Quasar was the had a security project, Pegasus, so there was a lot of interaction with him. And he kept going. He would show up in guest spots, in Marvel 2 and 1, in other comics. And Gruenwald just said, "Yeah, I like this guy. I want to bring him into, at the time, the 80s, and get him a starring role. And this was right after the new universe had collapsed. So they were picking up new titles. Quasar happened to be one of them as well as the second volume of What If, Mm. to fill out the publication roster. You'll note in the comic, Quasar's off in space. He's been off in space for years. That's because his last actual appearance was in Hulk number 279. And that's when Bruce Banner had control of the Hulk and... The president pardoned him in that issue. Now, Gruenwald, not just a writer, he was also an artist. He was the penciler on that issue, and he drew Quasar in as a background character. So that was his last appearance in Mm. January of 83. Now, we're in 1989, so this was his way of explaining, this is why I haven't seen the guy forever. He's been off in space doing this mission. I hope that covers everything for you guys. (laughs) I think the recorder wasn't on. Could you recap that again once (laughs) I would hey. be too, too, Jared.
3: <laughs> it was still shorter than the first two pages of that book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. You, I can tell you're
2: into this. Yes, I am. All right. <laughs> so have any of you ever read
4: a, uh, Quasar comic before, uh, Delvin, why don't we start with you? Normally when they start with me, the answer is no. I have read a Quasar or two or three, probably in conjunction with stuff like Infinity Gauntlet. Mm -hmm. I was young enough that I was still going to the store with my mom in 89, so I was probably sitting there reading some comic books, and I know I've read about Quasar, knew a little bit about it. What was that? 1989. <laughs> I'm the summer. Get down. I-, I was thinking about you there. Pat. Ah, <laughs> you? Very I'm nice. I'm going to tee you off. <laughs> Pat, go ahead. Have you ever read Quasar before?
1: Just like you, Delvin, back in 1989. I still have the original comics that I got for during the Infinity Gauntlet area there that quasar was in so i picked those up because i was like oh i gotta get them all i gotta get all these tie-ins so i know everything that's going on so those are about the only ones
2: i've read you guys might have also read him in avengers because gruenwald also was writing avengers so of course he had to slip his favorite character in there all right how about you jason have you uh, ever read anything with
3: quasar before the avengers uh when quasar was with them but i've never read uh quasar's individual title no
2: okay all right jared how about you
0: I think this might be my first go-around Quasar. I know of him, maybe as a guest in something, but I wasn't a big Avengers reader either. So, yeah, I'll be honest with you, Quasar was the the butt of many of the joke in, in my collecting. I was like, I think Quasar. <laughs> and I guess we'll find out today whether that uh, joke is going to be rewritten or not.
2: Mysterious. We shall see. (laughs) Well, for today's episode, I did ask the boys to read Quasar number two. As I said before, that's because this is where the ball really gets rolling. Now, as you guys alluded to, Quasar was tied in with Infinity Gauntlet. But the title got tied into a lot of other major events, Infinity War, Acts of Vengeance, Operation Galactic Storm, and over the entire 60-issue run. So, yeah, it lasted five years. Mark Gruenwald wrote all but one of the issues, and that was issue 59. So, it's a very coherent story. He starts out, as I said, as the everyman holy crap, what am I going to do with these powers? And actually develops into a hero that accepts his role. And eventually, you know, most of these other guys like Green Lantern, he has an entire space sector patrol, but he's always on Earth. Well, by the end of Quasar series, he said, listen, I'm the protector of the universe. I'm gone. (laughs) He actually leaves Earth, cuts ties with his girlfriend, everything, and just goes out into the universe To do his job. And he'll come back every now and again for stuff. But he is mainly a cosmic hero. In fact, they call him the the cover of the issues. He is the Cosmic Avenger. Because that's what he does. He is Marvel Comics. And also, this is, I said, 60 issues. It's the only series I know of where the main character dies twice. Actual death is killed. Then somehow comes back. It wasn't, oh, I fake this. No. He is mort. And then he comes back and regains his powers and goes on from there. So it's within the series that's within the Quasar series. Yes. Interesting. But like I said, it's Gruenwald writing everything except Ron Mars in issue 59. So it's all planned out. And some of the seeds of that are sown in this particular issue. All right. You guys have any questions or you want me to go on to the summary? Go into the summary. Wait, Jared. I have a question. Could you go into the summary of issue two? (laughs) Well, I think I could do that, yeah, just for you. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> All right, so in issue two, uh, Quasar has been flying to Uranus. That's was <laughs> <closing laughs> for laughter.
0: <laughs> did I text the guys about that when I first started reading it?
2: Yes, <laughs> I did. did.
0: <laughs> I got a question yeah <laughs> how, how
3: big is Uranus <laughs> Uranus is big and gassy as I understand it. <laughs> yes yes it is
5: <laughs>
3: if you read the book the tech specs are all in the back I it mean, is the well, tech spec yeah. in the back I was like they're trying to teach me something <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> I didn't read it <laughs>
2: So he's been flying there for the past few years in order to find out the origin of the energy bands he wears, Osiris. As he flies, he dreams, air quotes, and we get to see a recap of his history as a superhero, which includes him getting quantum bands, joining S.H.I.E.L.D., becoming the leader of Project Pegasus security, resigning from Project Pegasus, you know, it's... High, low, high, low, high, low. Once he arrives, he contacts Earth and has to deal with a huge communications delay, but eventually finds a destroyed colony before you really get too much of that conversation going. Uh, Realizing that the link to Earth has been cut off once he gets there, he falls into a depression, which summons Death Urge, who wants to help Quasar kill himself. More on Death Urge later. Death Urge tells the story of how the Eternals colony and Quasar's energy bands, and how Death Urge helped them to die after solving the riddle of the universe. Not the riddle of steel, that's Conan. This drove Marvel Boy, the previous possessor of the wristbands, over the edge. He attacked Earth, blaming humans for keeping him away from his father, and self-destructed. Death Urge attacks Quasar, who can't fight off his foe, and eventually he covers Quasar in a black film. Quasar then disappears, shocking Death Urge, because Eon, the very weird looking personification of the universe life force has summoned him. Quasar has been appointed protector of the universe by Eon, who relates a brief history of the title, including the previous holder of that title, Captain Marvel. Once Eon unlocks the full use of the quantum bands and gives Quasar a makeover, Quasar reappears to Death Urge, who he soundly defeats. Death Urge leaves, but not before promising that the next time they meet, Quasar will beg for death, and Death Urge will refuse him. Spoiler, this does actually happen. Quasar then takes Eon back to Earth via a quantum jump, so it's instantaneous, and his adventure begins. So, what'd you guys think of this issue? Uh, this time we'll start with Jared. I'm
0: glad you're starting with me. Um, I, I have to admit a bias up front. I'm not a big cosmic guy. And when I started reading this... And it was going into backstory, complicated Mm -hmm. backstory. I was feeling a very Chris Claremont when he gets on the cocaine uh, driving (laughs) X-Men vibe. And I was just like, oh, man, this is killing me. This is killing me. It's very, very, very wordy. And I was like, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, be fair. You don't like cosmic stuff a lot. So I think people who dig this very multi multi-layer cosmic stuff, as I know you do, Gene, Mm -hmm. would really dig this. I started kind of perking up a little with Death Urge. I liked his design, even though it's it's the dream design of all inkers, which is just a black, <laughs> a black form. So, But I thought it was really cool when he started pulling weapons out of himself. Mm-hmm. But then I had to backtrack on that because he's like, now I'm going to chase you. And he like made skis. And I'm like, the hell does he need these skis? for?" <laughs> okay.
2: Here's the explanation for that. <laughs> okay. I'm all ears. Death Urge was created by Mark Ruinwald in Marvel 2 and 1 back in 1981. Ten years before that, a certain guy by the name of Jack Kirby created the Black Racer in the New Gods. The Black Racer is the God of Death, and he goes around on skis. Yeah, yeah. Death Urge is a takeoff of the
4: Black Racer. Oh, I was going to say, isn't that DC? And you just. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One of my very favorite Flash comics I've ever read has the Black Racer and he's trying to claim the, the life of this child who died in an accident. Mm. And Flash decides to outrace him. They're like, you can't outrace death. And Flash was like, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he actually won. <laughs> but uh, very, very cool. But yeah, the, his design was cool. Pulling out the weapons was cool. And then it kind of got bogged down again when uh, Eon showed up and it got real Star trek oh, again. But- yeah, and I was just like, oh man, I don't know about this. So I mean, ultimately, I don't want to break your heart, and I love you, Death Gene. I'm glad you came here. I don't think the Quasar book is gonna be for me, but mm-hmm. I'm real interested in like what Pat has to say because he's more of a cosmic guy. Just factor in the fact that I just I really have a hard time onboarding with cosmic. Art was cool, and I like the Death Urge design. So I can't find things I did like, and with that, I'll just pass it to Jason.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree with you, although I do enjoy the Cosmic Comics uh, to some degree. I think maybe a little bit better than you. I was reading this, I I was kind of late at night, and I was like, let me read this real quick. And I hit that page (laughs) two, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be here all night. (laughs) It was a long read. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's not just an origin story, it's like his whole life story going back to when he was like a cadet, you know, in spy school. You know, I thought it was kind of cool, the opening. It did intrigue me. I liked the relationship with his mother and his father. The death Urge, I thought that was kind of cool. I liked the black light weaponry. And so there's a little bit of action mixed in there. And kind of mystery, what happened to the settlement there on Uranus. <laughs> it got um, wiped.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Oh my God.
3: But yeah, to me, I think the strongest part was the art. I mean, there are a ton of panels in here, but all the panels look really good, really crisp, a lot of color. The action is is well done. So there's some stuff that I like about this book as well. Delvin, what do you think?
4: I found a few interesting things about the book. First of all, I knew Paul Ryan, the artist from Fantastic Four, because at the time, that I was doing my grocery store reading as a kid, couldn't afford stuff, but they didn't mind kids sitting there reading the comic books, and thank goodness. I read a decent amount of Fantastic Four around uh, that time frame with Paul Ryan being the penciler, so I was familiar with him. I was familiar with Gruenwald as well because I know he wrote Cap. I didn't know that he was an artist. I didn't know that he wrote The Avengers, but I didn't read The Avengers until really Brian Michael Bendis. So that would explain that gap in knowledge. But it was interesting reading about Quasar. I think, Gene, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Quasar was involved in a later storyline just a few years ago where he wound up having to absorb Ego, the living planet, something like that. I think so.
2: I know he was big in the Annihilation story.
4: There was something where he had to absorb a planet in his cape, or something like that, and I, yeah. I I remember him being a focal point of that. And so I've always thought that Quasar was an interesting enough character. While we can definitely joke, and I did like about reading like page pages two and three it's like, oh, this was this was a comic book within <laughs> the comic book. There were some cool things that did happen. It was really cool that like you don't see a character. Traveling from Earth to Uranus like just by himself. You don't see it. And then how he got there was him and his dad came up with this thing that allowed for him to subsist and to go into a drive. That in itself is freaking incredible. So that was a cool part of it. It was cool that Wendell was not extraordinary guy. I mean, he was extraordinary enough that he was able to apply for S.H.I.E.L.D., but they were like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're good enough to get the Shield, but you're not special. We're not sending you on any missions or anything. You're you're the rent-a cop. That's that's gonna be you because you just play it safe. And just as you mentioned, he only got his powers or the bands because. One guy who was that striver could not cope with just being, not being able to take the bands off, freaked out and shorted himself out and literally killed himself. And so Wendell, because he was more of a relaxed, come-as-you-are type guy, was able to receive it. But all of that didn't stop him from going into a deep depression when he failed at Project Pegasus, which led into the big conflict with Death Urge. And so it was some interesting things. And then that and the relationship that he had with... The Celestials, because I, I found out that the Celestials were from Uranus as well. But, oh, OK, so I didn't know about that stuff either. So in, in that one issue, it was dense, but it had a lot of stuff that I knew about kind of tangentially that I was able to at least read and touch. I was like, yeah, I remember this character. I remember this piece. And it, I got to know Quasar a little bit. So I was intrigued with the book. I liked it. That's great to hear. The first issue was just the entire origin story. It was
2: him going to the SHIELD Academy, dealing with the tests on the quantum bands, getting the quantum bands, and just ending with, oh, now I'm part of the SHIELD Super Agent Program. This issue spanned from his first appearance all the way up to present day. So, it, yeah, it's dense, but this gets everything rolling. So, from here on out, you know, okay, now I have a general idea of his powers. I know where he's coming from, and then let's just see what happens next. Cool. All right, uh, Pat. How about you? I and mean, you're you're the uh, the resident cosmic guy. What do you think?
1: Uh, j- one second, Gina, um, and promptly went to sleep. Okay, done with page
0: three.
1: With <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the jokes are the jokes. No, I'm just kidding. I do think what you kind of said there last gene with this being a good particular issue to use because of all the wording that was done and the the artwork in the first 3 pages there that told that origin story kind of really compressed helped out a lot. There were some really interesting things in here, you know, being a part that Captain Marvel was a part of this, which I didn't know. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And just that lineage that has been of the protector of the cosmic universe. I like that. I don't know about you guys, but when he got his new costume, I like the way he looked when he was there. I like him with the beard. I think he looks pretty cool there. Nah, beards are dumb. Move it on. <laughs> don't let me kick you in your anus.
0: we <laughs> on it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got a full dose of Peppy pad tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, I've been drinking too much eggnog. I really must go. Anyway. Uh,
0: It's cold cold outside.
1: outside. (laughs) I know. I do find that this is going to really have some interesting stories along the way there. I think Uh, as Gene was saying that there's things that I'm questioning, like, well, what goes on later on? about Quasar, is this death's urge going to, when's he going to show up again? Is it at the end of the series, or does something happen again? And with Gene saying that he's going to die twice, that makes me very interested to see uh, what happens there. As far as being a cosmic guy, I don't know if I'm that cosmic. Guy. I mean, I like Green Lantern, but I don't know if it's there's pretty a... Pretty cosmic, bat. Yeah, well, I, I like him when cosmic. he's... yeah. I like Flash Gordon. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. He's cosmic. I really was kind of freaked out when I saw the Eon guy. That guy was really weird-looking. The protector of the uh, what is he of the eternity life force and all that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you you can thank Jim Starlin for his his look, <laughs> because it, he's the one that gave Marvel the cosmic awareness. Starlin has some really wacky ideas.
1: Yeah, this this, this kind of got a little weird for me. And I'm like, whoa, this is really kind of weird what's happening here. But uh, understandable. And then I like it how he was, you know, kind of fighting those depression and all that. And I'm like, okay, well, the only way he's going to get out of this is to kind of tell him, you know, make him think himself that he doesn't want to die anymore. And then maybe that'll make sure that his hits and his power bands, whatever weapons he has will, you know, kind of defeat the darkness that's trying to drown him. And it does. And I thought that was really cool where he was, you know, he left on a a walkabout and came back ready to, um, you know, stepped up and let the past be his past and and move forward here. So I kind of enjoyed that. Good. I'm glad to hear it. And the artwork was really good.
2: Yeah. Paul Ryan is he's one of my top artists. I'm one of those guys that likes the comic book art to look in proportion, realistic. You know, It's still comic booky, but it's not McFarlane. (laughs) You know, it's not capes two miles long yeah. and you know, this team is on the book i want to say for at least the first 12 issues maybe a little bit longer so it gets everything rolling and then then you move into more of a the 90s artist but it never gets super over the top 90s which
4: okay. is good no, good for me anyway i don't know about anyone else
2: needs more pouches <laughs>
4: <laughs> death urge is quite a 90s name even though this is the eighty-nine comic, death urges death. Like all we needed was like some spikes or something, you know. <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to see them;
2: <laughs> they were just that like, That's head. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, now it's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusade Miss Candy Cane Scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all, Jared, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? Pat, why don't we start with you?
1: Oh, well, Gene, I'm glad you asked. I am going to start us off with an 8. Not bad. No, not bad. I think uh, with more that you've told me, I will definitely be looking for these uh, where I'm out in a, you know, bin diving or where, where have you. If I see some more, I would definitely grab them to see what's happening. Cool. All
2: right. Uh, Jared, how about you? Hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you asked. As you know, I break it down into four categories humor, heart, spectacle, and art.
4: Dude. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's the first yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah, I that, made it up that, today. That's great. <laughs> yeah, hey,
0: I wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's what Jason does. I basically do mine on, you know, how would I feel uh, pursuing it? You know, a 12 means I'm going to run out and buy a full run on eBay tomorrow. A 1 means I wouldn't even pick it up in a quarter bin. And to be honest with you, going into this before we had the chat, I was like, I'm just really not into this Quasar thing. I gave it a shot. It was too... Star Trek, the motion picture for me, if that makes sense. Hey, now.
5: <laughs>
0: hey, watch it. Don't <laughs> worry. We've got an upcoming podcast where I'm going to tell all the good stuff about it. So don't, <laughs> don't freak out on me. But uh, so I was really feeling it at about a five. I was like, eh, it's OK, but it's just a little too dense for me. I'm a simple guy. But you really have a passion for it, clearly. And we always appreciate it when the guests come on here and really care about their comics. So I'm easily bumping that up to a six. I know that's really middle of the road, 50% candy cane, but for me on a cosmic book,
4: that's actually high compliment.
2: So I'm going six. That's excellent. Thank you very much for that. <laughs>
4: All right, Delvin, how about you? What do you think about Quasar? I don't have a read on Jason, but I might be the top guy on this. I'm at the point where if a, and this is not a hint. But if I were ever invited onto a show about Quasar, I would be interested because I'd be that new guy who knows like 1% about Quasar. And with each time, I know a little bit more about it because I definitely picked up on several elements of the book that I did like and I did enjoy. So I'm at a nine for this Crusaders.
0: If it gets me a guest shot on Quantum Cast, I'll go to a 9. Oh, no.
4: Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Get your own thing, Albrecht. <laughs> i came I'm a to little late today.
0: Yeah, neat. sorry. Came late. I actually <laughs> took it, a shot. Is it,
1: is it okay for me to bump mine up, too?
4: It's Uh, Here we go. Look look at them. They're coming coming from a face of phoniness. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: I'm giving it a 10, so... (laughs) 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 Love it. No, in all seriousness, I guess I'm the last one to go here, so I will use my humor, heart, spectacle, and art. Humor, I gotta give it a zero, man. It was kind of a dark book.
2: There's not... (laughs) <laughs> Not much in the way of humor there. With a character named Death Urge in it, you don't think it had humor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when a hero, he put on skis! A couple
3: <laughs> <times>. <laughs> that was the funniest part, when he put on those skis. Uh, but... Gene ruined it because he had a logical explanation. I just thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so humor, I'm giving it zero. Heart, I'm giving it the full three, though. I thought the character himself was pretty interesting. I like the battles with depression that he's going through. And, you know, it's always good to have heroes that have to overcome physical as well as as mental hurdles. and, And you have that in spades here with Quasar. So I like that. Spectacle? I think I'm at about a two with Spectacle. I think there was a, there was enough action in there to keep me interested. I had some long periods of backstory, but I get what you are doing there, Gene, trying to give us the full flavor. So, you know, I appreciate that. So I'll give that one a two. And then art, I gotta give that one the full three. I thought the art was fantastic. Even though there was a lot of panels, like I said before, all the panels looked really good. I couldn't find one that, that looked like the artist's had rushed the job i think that everything looked really well laid out so i think that leaves me at what is that seven it's eight. Your thing, jason oh, you know, what's Why, that
2: it's, it's eight. it's, it's three, eight. two and eight <laughs> okay it's three,
3: three, two, two, three. three, <laughs> three two three this
4: is like
3: the Three, math. two, <laughs> <done for> you. <laughs> three. Two I, I couldn't find my pen to write it down so i, was, I have to go by my mind minus it so, yeah, it brings me up to eight. And then because of your enthusiasm for the book, kind of sold me on it. I'll give you nine candy canes.
2: Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Ah, so I know who I'm inviting on. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes a descending voice makes for interesting conversation. I'll be there when you need me. Yeah. All right. So let me just give you one last recommendation for this series. Now, as I said, this is a finite series. It's not Action Comics. It's not going to get to issue one thousand. So it's got a definite beginning, middle, and end, with a really consistent voice, even with all the uh, the tie-ins for the big events. Gruenwald keeps a very consistent voice. The characters, even the back, you know the the background characters, come in out and logically, and you get to see this character grow. He goes from being completely overwhelmed by, well, pretty much everything, into accepting and even relishing his role in the grand scheme of the universe. That's my Elver pitch.
1: Can I ask a question on yeah. the, when Grunwald was figuring this out, was he rushed to get to an end or was it?
2: Well, it, it actually, it worked out well. uh okay. I think he ended it where he wanted to end it, even though I'm pretty sure the sales were dropping off towards the end. The only thing that doesn't quite fit is issue number 59, and that's the one that Ron Mars wrote. And that was more of an inventory story that they had, and they just kind of slotted it in. It wrapped up in 94. I'm not 100% sure when Gruenwald had his heart attack. It was around there. It was around the mid-90s. So it might have just been, hey, we got to get this to 60 issues for Mark. We're not going to put it the fill-in story on the last one, so we're going to slot this in here. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think that's how that worked out. But it does not feel rushed at the end.
1: No. Okay, good.
0: Good. Good to know. Let me ask the typical Pat question. Has this been collected? Is there an omnibus or anything like that, or is it uh, still an uncollected book?
2: There is one trade, and that is, I believe, the first seven or eight issues, but that is the only trade. That's the only way it's been collected so far. Do you have a full run? Sounds like you do. I don't. I'm missing, I think, five issues, but I'm also trying to collect all Quasar appearances. So Uh I've got Captain America, the Avengers, the Incredible Hulk. I'm trying to remember the, the name of... The miniseries. There's a five-issue miniseries that it's just introducing this new Marvel character. Quasar is in the background of one panel in the last issue. So, of course, I have all five issues. Definitely. <laughs> on. The
1: Crusade is Definitely. <laughs> yes. On. Yeah.
2: Once he gets them all, you know what I would do? go to Omaha bound dang straight because I'm fancy. I don't know if you're fancy. <laughs> well, once I get all those appearances, I'll, I'll be fancy multiple times because I'm <laughs> going to fit one, one book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> At 25 issues, a, a book, it's going to take you with all those appearances. I don't even want to think about, it. yeah. uh, but it'll be sweet. It'll be super sweet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, that is going to wrap up day five of the 12 days of crusadeness. we'd love to hear from you. If you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try, like maybe you haven't tried Quasar and you want to find out, are you on team Jason, Delvin, Pat, and Gene, or are you on team, <laughs> team Jared? You never know. Let us know. We'd love to hear what your experience has been with Quasar. You can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Crusade, or you can email us your feedback to contact at LongBoxCrusade.com. If you want to hear more from our special guest. Where can they find you on the interwebs, Gene?
2: Well, as we've been saying all evening, I podcast about Quasar with my good friend Adam Wirth, and that is at The Quantum Cast. I also have a show that's just me or me and a guest just talking about whatever, and that would be The Hammer Podcasts. And I team up with Dr. Bill Robinson, and we talk all things anime on Anime Freaks. All three of those shows can be found at the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. And I also host a show uh, which is all on its own because, quite frankly, no one wants to host the damn thing. And that is the Class 1000 Marvel Superheroes Phase Rip Live Action Role Playing Podcast. Yes, we made the name that long on purpose. <laughs> and that... That's a bunch of us getting together and playing the old TSR Marvel Super Heroes game. Actually, by the time you hear this, hopefully season two will be out. (laughs) What it was is it was an in face, you know, face to face around the table role playing game. But since I have relocated, (laughs) we're finding ways to do it online. So, you know, maybe I'll be looking for some players. You never know.
1: I've enjoyed that. I, I really like that. Shut up, Pat. Uh,
0: uh, nice. Jason and I have played a ton, of, <laughs> a ton of that game
2: when we were kids,
0: man. We played that game all the time. I love it. Happy I was as, on your show. Happy was, on your show. You I
3: was just playing Breeder Bombs with my son, man. That was Breeder Bombs, the jam, yo.
1: <laughs> Jared, you want to change your candy canes? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: if it gets me on that, yeah,
0: I love that game. Jason and I used to play the heck out of it. I can well, still tell you what every class value is.
2: If anyone's going to listen to that, Make sure you have headphones because this is a bunch of 40-something guys acting like they're in middle school. Fast
3: zero, feeble, yeah, poor, typical, listen- good, excellent, remarkable, <laughs> incredible, amazing. Yeah, people who listen to this are used
4: to having an earthly 40-year-old. Shift X, class <laughs> like 1,000. Kid. I don't even know what Jason's talking about.
3: <laughs> I know what he's talking about.
0: All right. Thanks, Gene. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year or you just want to hear more Crusademus, you can scroll far enough back on our feed and then there you will find Crusademus episodes, all 12 of them for 2019, 2018 and 2017. There is a bounty of crusades out there if you're just now joining the network. And if you
2: are, welcome. Thanks for listening everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is under the tree here at the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Cristados play one of my favorite Christmas jams. And
1: All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics.
0: Outtakes. No Alright, let me get my script up pants down. Eh? What? <laughs> huh? Off to a good start. <coughs> uh, script up pants, pants down. down. We don't got to mess around. We podcast. Let's podcast. podcast. Uh, podcast. podcast. Alright. Anybody got anything pertinent before we get rolling down the highway, down the proverbial highway? I'm not hosting, am I? Uh, actually, you are. It's your night. You I, was this I was kidding. It's me. <laughs> For half a second, he was like, Every time.
1: Every time.
4: Ouch!
1: That probe hurt me.
0: should have that. Merry Christmas, Pat. I made him read a cosmic comic it book. It was a awesome. cosmic comic book. Pain in my Uranus. Wait, when you say my Uranus, it doesn't... Damn it, it doesn't work. Never mind.
4: I still laugh. <laughs>
1: my Uranus.
2: If, if this is making setting you off, don't listen to the Quantum Cast. We make a Uranus joke on every oh, single episode.
0: <laughs> I kind of want to listen to the Quantum Cast. <laughs> No, I don't kind of want to. I want. I'm gonna to have to listen to the <laughs> comments. <laughs> Let's go to Uranus. <laughs> <laughs>